Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. Bring me out. Can you introduce me as Jake Stewart? And I'm Matt. And this is the Nuclear Fridge. <laughs> it's completely insane. You guys are idiots. Do you have nuclear weapons? In the fridge. Is that nuclear waste? This whole fridge is a joke. <laughs> you are a regular nuclear meltdown. You and I are not so different. Stupid fridge guys. Well, do each his own. Go to school, boys. Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of The Nuclear Fridge. I am your host, not Ethan Paget, and I am joined by two of my best friends in the entire world, Mr. Jacob Decker. Hello. Hi, Ethan. And not Ethan. Stuart Gears. It's I'm I'm happy to have you hosting, not Ethan. Ah, uh, so so glad to be here on this day with two of my best buds. How are you doing? How how's the week been? How's life been for both of you? I think I, I it's been good, but I just want to say I think that uh not Ethan translates to Nathan. So I'm going to call you Nathan Paget. Nathan Paget. I will take that I'm, I'm as sticking, my name. I'm sticking with not Ethan. Not Ethan. I mean, I guess I could do not. I Ethan, could make it worse. I feel I'll like... say not Ethan Paget. I can go the whole way. Yeah. Okay. Well, see how, how annoying that gets for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll take it. You, you also go not a thin. Not a Oh, that's kind of good. That's like nautical. Nautical, not a thin, nautical, not a thin, not a thin Paget, Pagetto. Yeah. Not a thin Pagetto. It'd be something you wish. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, Matt is still not here. I uh, don't know where he is. He's on an Island, I think somewhere. So, you know, I think he's like, did you ever watch lost? Oh yeah. I watched lost. It's he's unavoidable. Wherever, he's wherever that fucking plane went. Uh, okay. I uh, think I mean, that's my guess. That that's highly meta, but also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although I could also just spend the next hour talking about how much Lost had such great potential, and then lost itself, and then blew it all so bad. Yeah, it lost itself. It. Uh, I when the remember. good times with Lost were great, though. Yeah, I remember Stuart when Lost came out. And you and our art teacher, Mrs. Bergman, my good friend's mom as well, would talk about Lost every single art class because I think <laughs> Lost aired on Wednesday and art was on Thursday. And you guys would talk about it the entire class. Like she'd teach for 10 minutes and then you guys would talk about Lost for most of the class. So finally I was like, all right, I need to watch this show so I at least know half of what they're talking about. And I thank you for getting me to watch the show, but also the last half of that show fucking sucked, man. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's wild, right? Like I, not a thing would be hanging out with friends every week and we'd watch that episode. Then we'd go out for drinks on Thursday and we would discuss what had happened and have all of our theories going. And we were so excited. And then all of season six happened and we just kept hoping, well, they're going to answer any of the stuff that we actually want to know. Right. And yeah, they, they didn't. 
I remember watching, we did like a watch party for the finale. Oh, and that's like, sad. Watch it, party. Yeah, right. And everyone was just excited. <laughs> and little little baby Nathan is there just waiting for all these exciting conclusions and what's going to happen to Jack and Locke and that dumbass Kate. And <laughs> mm, man, when it ended, we were all just sat in silence, just disappointed with our actions and what we had just spent mm. the last six years doing. Yeah, she woke up in the hurt locker. <laughs> thank you for laughing at that um yeah no lost was a i didn't you know when i watched the lost finale i didn't watch it with anybody so it wasn't like a it was more of a seething by myself moment but as time has progressed it's not the worst finale i've seen but it was the one where because it was going downhill i was hoping like well they're gonna go out with a bang then Oh, okay. I also think like and they didn't. I also think like Lost was kind of the first. <laughs> this is the thinking about what I'm saying. This is really stupid because everyone said this a million times. But Lost was kind of like the first sort of show like that, and I think they've admitted that they had no idea where they were going with it, and it makes sense given like how shows were done before and after Lost. For sure. Um, well, plus they don't that, know how long they're going to be going for either. Yeah, they don't know how long they're going for. There was like how many episodes a season? There was like way too many 22? episodes. Because yeah, because it was ABC, and that's how network television you made was shows the back then. CW there was still that, goes for the twenty-two episode mark, which is gross. They should all yeah, but no one watches CW, <laughs> yeah. so. But that does uh, it does bring up a, a good point, Stuart. You said that this wasn't one of the worst finales you had seen this is true so to me anyway. do, do you think any of us on the spot can pick a maybe top three worst series finales that we've experienced i can oh. think of one that ruined an entire franchise like the top of my head like immediately so i mean it I might mean, be the same one okay. as me i'm not sure <laughs> it might be the same one as me but i think the obvious one is game of thrones because yeah <laughs> i've never been more compelled to watch a show and like I when I when it was going out when it was like coming out, I was always like, yeah, I'm going to go back and watch this show. I can't wait to go back and see all this stuff. And then I saw that final episode and I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. Not even the final <laughs> episode. I saw that final season and I was like, this is this is dumb as hell. I can't do this. I still. Haven't watched House of the Dragon purely just out of complete disinterest now. Same. I started to. And I heard it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like it. So so like it's not bad, but like eventually it catches up to you and you're like. They're the dragons again. What's going on here? Like, I I don't know. I didn't finish season one. I watched half of season one and just I got to that point. You know, when you're watching a TV show and you're like following along and then you get to a point you're like, I don't really care about this. Why am I doing this? And then you just fall off entirely. That's what happened with house of the dragon for me yeah it's it was the thing where i dislike that more than the lost finale is more so just that like 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 seasons one through four are like peak television and then five and was it well yeah because then it's like five was it seven seasons yes i think so all i remember the last good episode i remember of game of thrones was when Tyrion like 
had that speech. Oh, season four. About That's his, my favorite season. Season four. I think <laughs> that episode, I remember thinking like, holy shit, this, thi- this show's amazing. And then after that, I remember just going downhill. The thing was, there was like a slow progression into being lesser than what came before. Because at first I was kind of like, okay, this isn't as captivating, but you'd have brief moments that were like, oh, that was great. Okay. And then, you know, there was more of the season and they were like skipping time more. And I was like, okay, well, they're not taking their time like they usually do, but that's okay because they probably have something big planned. And then I was, I remember seeing Battle of the Bastards. I was like, what an episode. Great episode. That that episode was sick. And then. After that, it, it, that season ended, and I was like, okay, Battle of the Bastards won me back. They probably got something up their sleeve. They're like, we're ending it next season, which means maybe each episode's just going to be a goddamn banger. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, for me, was not the case. In that, I actually did have your version of the Lost finale thing, because I was watching it with my brother, and it, we kept sitting there and it was just dead silent. usually him and i'll banter a bit we were dead silent for three-fourths of the episode just like in almost disbelief and then you couldn't see anything oh well there was that too but when we (laughs) oh my god the, the 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 whole battle winter battle was just the most underwhelming thing but that finale when it comes to that it finally gets to the court scene with Tyrion and them trying to like decide who's going to be king. And I remember my brother and I just kind of looked at each other and we're like, is this the finale? Like what is happening? And I just, I was in disbelief and uh, you know, I wish the, the writers goodwill on their star Wars trilogy or whatever that didn't end up happening, but I wonder why. <laughs> but I just it was really was though a bummer because I'm not I'm not a huge fantasy like medieval fantasy guy. So I and I was captivated. Like 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 season 4 is one of my favorite seasons of television. And it was just heartbreaking for me. I I it, you know because you're just like god, you have like all these pieces and then also just completely saying, you know, all this incredible character development for some of these characters, like characters that show more than almost any other had characters I loathed and then somehow won me over at yep. some point. Like Jamie Lannister. And then Jamie Lannister yeah. <laughs> was massacred in that finale. Yes. And I just was like, I threw my hands up because I it literally came off as, hey, you know, all of that progression as a character he's had. I think people are going to want to see more of him in this episode, but this is the last episode. So we got to give time more to everyone else. Cause we've got to have, you know, everything with Daenerys and Jon Snow. So let's just have him go back with his sister and they die in a corner of the room where if they stepped five feet in any direction, they would have survived, which was, that's what we'll yeah. do. So <laughs> and especially like, you know, you know how I wanted him to go out. I wanted him to just be like, all right, seriously, you're dead. I'm moving on. Like, just yeah. leave her. Yeah. Leave her or be the it, one to kill her. I don't, that something. I, I not would have been go out with her. I would have been fine if he left under the veil as he did. And then it was actually to kill her. I could have been like, okay, that, that fits. 
But instead, we get a battle with a character that was just introduced on the beach. And uh, yeah, some more brother-sister cuddling, and that was it. And then, like, the other thing I was looking forward to the most, which was Clegane Bowl. Oh. It, it's like just flashes of fighting. And then you're just like, okay. Like him, everything with him and was it uh, an Aria with the, with the Hound was some of my favorite shit. And oh, yeah. they were just kind of like, we have so much to wrap up. If only we could have done another season or two. Oh, well, we'll just, we'll just start taking everyone out so that there's, we don't have to tell anymore. Like, yeah, right. I th- I think for me the most frustrating thing is like how well paced and like even keeled those first like four seasons felt like it, it, like like it felt like it was less about the destination and the journey and like the relationships between characters but I feel like by the time season 5 6 rolled around they were like well, we got to wrap some of this stuff up. So you know how in season one, it took like an entire season for this character to like travel across. Well, now they're just there in the next scene. And it's like, yeah, the the invention of uh, fast travel in the Game of Thrones. uh, (laughs) Yeah, it really threw things off. They jumped off enough buildings in the hay bales. Like I I would have so much rather it ended in like a subtle way. Like even if it didn't wrap up all those loose ends, if it was just kind of like, like characters are heading in the direction that makes sense for them. And then it ended there. I'd be like, okay, I'd, pr- I'd still probably be pissed, but I, I think if I knew the alternative, which is what we got, I wouldn't be as pissed. Sure. Uh, I mean, honestly, I had a conversation with our friend, Steve legend of the podcast. And honestly, I would have been fine for the whole show that the message at the end is that these groups of people were so against one another that they couldn't come together and they all end up being murdered by the winter army. And I kind of would have been okay with that more so than what we got. Cause at least it would have been like a, well, winter really fucking came, I guess. Yeah. I, I they weren't ready because they have that scene, which was like the kind of turning point of, Hey, seriously, here's proof. And then she's like, nah, screw all of you, whatever. And it's like, okay, I at least could have been like, all right, that was a choice that I don't think a lot of people would have predicted. And it made sense. All right. Where with this one, it was just like, I, I mean, all right. That's, that's, these were definitely choices. I, <laughs> I guess it, there's room for spinoffs for that. Like, I don't know. I'm sure there will be some more spinoffs of it. I would not be shocked. Yeah, I'm curious, though, because like, those episodes, the Game of Thrones was so expensive to make. And I wonder, like, like everyone watched Game of Thrones. It made sense that they would throw a lot of money at that. But, like, how many people actually watched House of the Dragon or, like, other spinoffs? Like, are they going to be able to throw that much money at I could see them spin-offs? doing maybe a more contained season of maybe what John is doing at the wall or something like that. And like maybe the budget yeah. doesn't have to be quite so high, but honestly, I'd be fine with them doing one of those, uh, like just uh, pretend the season didn't happen and do a new one. <laughs> <laughs> just do a continuation of what happened after, you know, six. I love the idea go with it. that we can patch out endings of TV shows. I'm, o- I'm okay <laughs> with it. They do it to movies. So why not? 
I I wouldn't be upset about it. Fuck, even go back to season four. I don't care. They need to release a movie in 20 years where they fix everything. Absolutely. You know what? That is that is kind of the crazy thing that will most likely happen is he'll never finish those books. But if he somehow did, there will be a time where someone's going to be like, you know what? We should do this right. And then they will just redo it because while we haven't seen it yet, it's getting there. We are going to get to that point where all the stuff that we've grown up with and have been invested in in our adult lives will be remade for another generation. And that's, I mean, Harry Potter, look at Harry Potter. Yep. That, that Lord is, of the Rings is absolutely going to be mm-hmm. one of those ones that gets put in there. Just to, like recorrect so that thinking like, Oh yeah, those idiots in the early two thousands didn't know what the fuck they were doing with this. We got this now. <laughs> Should have, should have. Honestly, with how it went, I would have been fine if they were like, "We're just gonna wait indefinitely until we have a better idea of what <laughs> George R. R. Martin wants to do." Well, yeah, because I mean, you said your favorite <laughs> season was up to four, right? That's yeah, where they four had is my favorite season. Yeah, that's yeah. when the book started. <laughs> that's when they started going off the rails, and and and, and like he would just- like George R. R. Martin would be like, "Yeah, this is how I want it," but I think secretly he was like. Let's just see how this goes. And then if people don't like it, I'll <laughs> here write are some, something else. Here are my like scribble ideas and yeah. we'll see how they fly. Yeah, Cause I love his whole thing of like, I I told the creators where everyone needs to end up. And so you're just like, this is how it's going to happen. Nah. You, you know, the funniest thing though, which is another thing I said to our friend when we were talking about it was some of the transitions of characters could make sense had they given it more time. But yeah. because they didn't, it all felt so abrupt and out of character. So well, even like, like you wow. mentioned Jamie, like I think it would have been interesting to see his character like go from someone you hate to someone you love and then back to someone you hate. But like that wasn't earned at all. Yep. No, no, not when it's the last episode and he's not in it that much. Yeah. Uh well anyway other, what year is it we're talking about the Game of Thrones finale <laughs> I'm trying to think um maybe other they did their job I was angry uh, um, I can't think of any other ones that like pissed me off I could tell you I ones I finished, know oh go ahead I still haven't finished Sopranos I know people <gasps> don't like the ending of that but oh, I thought it was great yeah I, I thought it was I great. think I think I'll probably like I mean I know. I don't have the context of the ending, but I know how it ends. I've seen the scene sure. because I remember people were pissed at the time. And you're like, And I what? think like the idea of how it ends, I kind of like because people aren't, it, people aren't happy with how it ends. And I kind of like, like it seems intentional. Well, Game of Thrones didn't seem intentional. It seemed like they were trying to please. Well, what I know of Sopranos, it seemed like they weren't necessarily trying to please the fans. And for some reason, when a show movie game or whatever like purposefully tries to annoy the audience i kind of like that more uh i'm usually mixed with that but with sopranos i thought the beauty of it is is there's enough evidence laid out in certain ways even in like episodes past to that finale that the ending could mean multiple things sure so like, like I have some people that, like, we have just completely different understandings of the ending. And when I hear their arguments, I'm like, I could see that. 
Like, yeah. you know, I could see that. Like, those pieces are there that that makes sense. I mean, really, that's the greatest thing about it is, you know, with art in general, which is why I like David Lynch so much. Is it's like you can interpret it how you like. Yeah. Um, I hey, don't. You got to finish Alan Wake. Yeah. What's taking you so long? Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to talk trash. I don't want to talk trash. Um, I I got to I got to play some DLC. <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, We're so, well, I don't want to switch. Finales. Sorry. Sorry. Speaking of games, though, uh, Mikey, you know what I've been playing a lot of? I don't know who, who's, who. Who? Are we switching from finales? I'm switching from finales. Damn it. <laughs> uh, excuse me. My name oh, is sorry. Sorry. Not a thin. Uh, uh, Do you know what I've been playing a lot of recently? Uh, what is that? Yakuza Like a Dragon. God damn it. Right. That is so good to hear. <laughs> so I played like. 12 hours of it when it came out because I was kind of covering it, but I didn't finish it. And then I saw the trailers for like a dragon, infinite wealth and the demos. And I was like, man, I want to play this, yeah. but uh, I don't think I have the time to play through every single Yakuza game leading up to it. So I, I started with a, uh, uh, like a dragon. That, and I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what I'll do is I'll, cause I feel like it's going to take me a while to get through this game. Cause I'm like, I guess to be fair, I put 20 hours in in like three days. So maybe it won't take me that long. God damn. If, you, but, if you're crit pathing uh, that one, apparently it's like 30. So it's not. Oh, I'm not crit pathing it. I did like four hours of the not, fucking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did like can collecting for four hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I am enjoying the hell out of it. I, that is so. That warms my heart so much to hear you say that. I, I, yeah, I, I, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish this. Hopefully, I don't know if I should play um, uh, Gaiden. No. Yeah, it kind of seems like I shouldn't. So I might just go right into Infinite Wealth after this because I'm hoping I'll finish it around the time that comes out. And then I might go back and do zero and one, two, three, four, five, six. I would, I would, and, I would recommend that. Like, I, I think Gaiden, I could be wrong. I, but my from what my I understand, you need to know Kiryu pretty well. Yeah. And so I don't think it would be that good of an experience. I would love to know somebody who went from seven into Gaiden and was like, this is fine. <laughs> um, I just can't see it working. I've actually just just about caught up on my full playthrough. So I've gone through zero through six and Ishin. I'm going to start. Gaiden Monday on was stream. seven the first was like dragon the first one you played no no uh okay. tech, actually but the you've first, already played it the first one I've played I haven't played seven yet I just know a child oh okay um, the first one I actually played was Yakuza one on the PS2 um, I reviewed nice. it for a video game site that I was working for at the time oh hell yeah um and I'm so glad I get to talk about this series this week on this podcast. Um, so if you indulge me, I oh absolutely I started, have at it. I started playing that game for a review, and I hated it. Like the first four chapters of Yakuza One are real rough because it's super handholdy, and I, it's because I didn't know their formula at all and. Now sure. that I get it, I'm like, that's just how these work. And it's fine. And you shouldn't complain. But at the time, I was like, this is trash. Because uh, I was just like, <laughs> I was 
being, I was so angry of just being like told exactly where I had to go. Cause they just put like blockers down streets. They don't want you to go down yet. Cause they're trying to push you through the story. And it's like cut scene and exposition and cut scene and exposition. And then after chapter four is when the city starts to really open up in the first game. And by that point, it started kind of sinking in of like, oh, actually, this is an RPG, but you just beat the shit out of people in real time combat. Okay, I can I can vibe with this. And so I just kind of got into it more and I was starting to love the music and the characters were really great. Although that original release in America only had English VO and it is Awful. Oh yeah, don't they have Mark Hamill as uh, Majima Mark, yeah. too? Yeah, Mark Hamill's Majima. He doesn't even remember recording that game, which I think is yeah. one of the funniest <laughs> fucking things I've ever seen. Um, I'll try and put that that meme up in uh, in the Discord so others can enjoy it after this episode goes up. But yeah, and Michael Madison is uh, Shimano, and Elijah yeah. Dutch, who is Yumi. Uh, Michael Madison. Rosenbaum. Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum is Nishki. Like, it's really a fucking wild cast. Uh, uh, the, you know what? That's the true Flash, right? There. Well, even uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, like George Sakai is one of the characters in that. Because I'm playing in English because I found, uh, like, especially with games if i play with subtitles i i it, it's so hard for me to like pay attention fair um on the bright side mercer is majima in that one so that's cool mm. but, uh, yeah, but yeah i uh i guess i won't say too much because i i thought you had played it but um i played yeah i, I started it most like recently because so did you did you get to the diapers no, but I've heard a lot about that. That's also okay. something that happens with Kiryu at one point. <laughs> so, okay. Um, yeah, there's <laughs> there's a mission in, I think it's two. Yeah, I think it's uh, Kiwami two. It might be an original two. I'm not sure, but he like meets these dudes on the street and they're like punk. They're trying to punk somebody, so he fights them. Of course, because the moral of uh, or the theme of the Yakuza games is beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> and um, he beats up this group and they're like, Mal, you're pretty tough. If you're real tough, you should come hang out with us. Like that's our our leader always wants to hang out with tough people, but he just makes us do weird things. And you're like, what weird things? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you'll figure it out. And so then you go to this place and like you get into this room with this girl and like a lot of her her dialogue because of course it's a yakuza game is innuendoed in a way that you're like is she gonna try and like hook up but then she goes now put on this outfit and she just points at like a pair of diapers and uh like pacifier and kitty's like nope uh (laughs) so like he backs up and knocks down this wall and then like the leader of this gang of thugs and the rest of his gangs are like on their backs, like rolling like little turtle babies um, and like pretending to cry. And he's like, oh, I- I'm sorry. I didn't mean to intrude. And like, no, 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 you should join us. And he's like, nah, that's not really my thing. And then they're like, oh, are you making fun of our choices? And he's like, I really am not. I think what you do is what you do. And that's fine. This isn't for me. I'm going to go. And like, oh, you're making fun of us. And so you have to 
beat the fight out of him because that's what you do in a Yakuza <laughs> game. Uh, and so that's his segment. But I've heard the Ichi one is very entertaining. It's yeah, it's uh, it it's like so. So I've seen that scene twice now because when I first played it, I got to that point and I was like. My jaw was on the floor the entire time. I was like, what the fuck is happening? So I was like a little more prepared this time because I started it over. But even then, I was still just like, man, no other game, no other series could possibly get away with this. Well, that's that's what I love about that entire franchise is like. So I've been streaming those games for three years now. And you can come into my stream and it's like, oh, this is a very, very serious crime drama that is like it 100 percent takes itself seriously, grounded, like maybe there's some stuff over the top that's flashy because it's like Japanese action, but it is mostly a hardcore crime drama. But then you can come in one day and I'm just like fucking off bowling for hours or like <laughs> managing a cabaret club. I don't know. Or I'm helping somebody learn to be a better S&M like mistress or helping a gang of Yankees be better at being hardcore rockers or stopping a panty selling high school ring or helping somebody get a better restaurant. Like it's, the range of shit you do in that series is so insane and like so head turning sometimes that it's like, that's what makes it incredible to me because the wealth of stuff you can do game to game is so fast. The amount of mini games that they pack in there is insane. And it's made every single game, even the last three that are coming out within like a year of them, each other is made by the same team, which is mind blowing to me. They're just yeah, they like they're insanely talented. They 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 crank those games out in a way that like I don't understand how it works. So uh, I, yeah, but, I read an interview recently, and apparently it's just like you're working on AI. You work on AI for all of the games that we're working on right now. You work on this mini game. Uh, that mini game is shared in this game. Cool. So then the mini game is going to work on across all of them. We'll get them implemented and we'll just have an artist tweak it depending on like if it's a mini game that's an Ishin, which is a samurai game, and one that's a mod like the Infinite Wealth, which is a modern story, then like the UI will change to reflect the time so it doesn't feel like it's that place. Um, so it's a lot of unilat unilateral design, but still, I yeah, can't. Yeah, I mean, like. like even like the maps, they, they reuse maps a lot. And I think these are so well. Yeah, which like I know a lot of people would complain about, right? Like, oh, we've already been here a bunch. But I think they do. They always do such a good job of like updating it, making it reflect the time period it takes place in. Yep. And there's almost something comforting about being able to know your way around Camarocho or wherever it is. I mean, I, I, I've... I've played zero and one, but I didn't finish either one. And then I'm doing seven, which obviously takes place in Yokohama. But yeah. the, well, the wild still. shit is like going to those places in real life and being like, OK, this sign is here. Is this building that I think that I see in the game all the time, like roughly in this area? And then it is. And it is. And you're like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Um, like being able to get around which Shinjuku 
realistically in uh, real life, but like getting around that part of the city and because I know what Komorocho is like is insane to me. Um, I did the same thing in Siltenbori where I was, or, <laughs> sorry, Doltenbori in reality, but it's Siltenbori in the game. It's like I was just walking around like, okay, this is that street. If I go down here, I can turn left. There's going to be a bridge. Oh, look, there's the bridge. Like, there's the running man. I don't know <laughs> if he's in the game, but. <laughs> but I wish he were. Uh, but like, there's just so many cool things that connects to like the world as well, which made like me going to Japan as a fan of this franchise really, really excited because I was like, oh, that's a thing from the game. Like, this is. I've been here virtually and now I'm here in reality. And then I go back and play the game. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't even realize this was in it, too. Like, that kind of stuff was super cool. The only thing that was really awkward in Japan was I definitely walked in, like, while walking around, saw, like, pin-wearing Yakuza members and had the reaction I shouldn't have had, which was, holy shit, that's so awesome. Instead of being like, dude, <laughs> those are actual fucking criminals and i should be you're just like Ichiban. yeah i was like should not be excited for them and i'm like but they're right there that's so neat uh <laughs> man i'm so glad you're playing that game that makes me so happy yeah i'm 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 having a lot of fun uh i'm hoping i can finish it somewhat soon um because maybe over break i'll try to like get through zero finally um zero's my favorite yeah. by far i love zero and then six is a very close second Five and six made me tear up very badly. Yeah. I was in like, I was a mess at the end of six. So, uh, yeah, very, very good story. Incredible characters. Some of the best long-term character building. Um, and they just, they don't forget things at all. Like, and it's probably because they write them so close together. And it's, I think they only have two to three writers for the entire franchise, which. Damn. That's, that's mind blowing to me. Um, but it it seems like they just they really keep track of everything. And so they work really hard to make sure that everything fits, everything counts, character growth and uh defeats are earned. Uh and they make they make their endings really special in a way that is really awesome to see. Stuart, you're gonna play some Yakuza? I've never played one. Well, you could start at zero. I know you wouldn't start with, with Like a Dragon because that's technically the seventh. And technically not the seventh, but it is the seventh mainline one, I guess. It but is. It's a good starting point. Uh, but I, knowing you, you you'd, you'd have to start at the beginning, which, which is hundreds and hundreds of hours. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. So I mean, I have that problem. I wouldn't be opposed necessarily to it. I mean, after the Alan Wake fiasco, I've just been. I play. I've been playing games I didn't think I'd be playing already because I thought I'd still be playing Alan Wake. Um, so I've been playing some cool shit, but I haven't. No, I've never. I've I've been interested in Yakuza just because Mikey's talking so highly about it, spoken so highly about it. Um, that Mikey feels like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I feel like Mikey knows his shit. I feel like you would have a good time, Stuart. No, knowing your tastes, like I, I think, I think it might take you a while to get into it. But I think if you did, you'd probably enjoy it quite a bit. This is, I mean, this is someone who never finished Zero. I need to go back and finish Zero. But 
Um, I, I mean, I'm one of those people whenever I see clips of it, because I, I was always under the impression it was one of those games where you kind of just walk around and, and you just kind of converse with people and that's kind of about it. And I remember seeing a clip with some of the combat and I was like, holy shit, what the this looks yeah, intense no, you, as you, shit. You, <laughs> you like, bash bikes over people's heads. Yeah. You, uh, throw like a, oh my things at people. And and no matter how much you beat the shit out of them, they never die. Yeah. That's Kiryu has never killed yeah. anyone. Yeah. Kiryu doesn't kill anyone. He'll beat the shit out of people like to a pulp and then the fight will end and they'll be like, good fight. Hey, that's a good, it's, it's you know, it's a good Batman rule. Don't kill them. Just fucking make sure they'll never have a normal life again. Yeah. Blow up helicopters while they're in it. <laughs> take out yeah. her and blow up fucking tire <laughs> tankers shoot people with guns stab them through the stomach and then cut through their chest okay maybe not the batman they're way still then. going <laughs> no but they don't die kitty's oh, never okay. killed anyone uh, but but I, I think that's where you would be sold Stuart. is if you went into a fight and you started doing some of the heat actions on people and just seeing how fucking like not as gory as but as close to like that ps2 punisher like brutality Ooh. some of those heat actions can be you're just like oh my jesus christ God. like there's there's definitely times where i'm like oh my what why would you do that to somebody but there's it's so satisfying and like as the game as a franchise builds it just gets better like combat in six is so satisfying it is such a fun game to play and fight people in. The only downside, the hardest thing for people to get through when they start the franchise from zero in particular, because it goes zero and don't don't play the PS2 ones. You don't really need to unless you want to become a super fan. But you play zero and then you play Kiwami one and Kiwami two. And so zero and Kiwami one have the same engine and it's very good. It's basically evolved from what they did for the Yakuza 5 engine. And then Kiwami 2 is the same, like the updated version of that engine that is used for 6. So you're like, great. It looks better. They do insane shit with lighting in that game. Very fun. Good combat. But then 3, they have not remade. So it's just a remaster of a PS3 game. And hmm, okay. it is such a de-evolution for what you'd played for the last three <laughs> games that most people when they get to it are like nah fam I'm what happened out. this is so bad <laughs> like well that one is real hard to get through at first just because of what a downgrade it is comparatively but then four probably, is better i mean i feel like if great. you're like really into it though and like you like the story i think it's you'll probably want for the characters it it's completely worth it like because one. like i was like that i mean going back to like i was i mean i think i just had this discussion a little bit on here but i like with the first alan wake like it was a bit even with the remake it was a bit clunky to play but i was so invested in the story that i was like i don't i don't really care like this is this is fun enough and i enjoy it so like i don't really mind like dated stuff as long as like i can be invested in the story well i was gonna say too they're all in game pass aren't they <sighs> Uh, they, oh, that's ooh! I do have Game Pass. I believe at one point so they, they were all on Game Pass. They I go think. off I don't and on a lot. Let me. I'll, I'll check. They are. Just, let's see. Oh, this is nice. This is. Look at this. Look at. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. They uh, Game Pass right now for everyone listening has zero. Uh, 
Kiwami, Kiwami 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and Like a Dragon. Damn. But not Ishin. Because Ishin's just PlayStation, right? Didn't, no, Ishin's, like... Ishin's on Xbox. I think Ishin's okay. going... Actually, I don't think that would be under that one because it doesn't actually... I, I looked up as... Uh, Oh, you looked Yakuza. up Yakuza. It is. Like a Dragon Ishin is on Game Pass. Hmm. Dang. So you can play so the entire franchise. So it's all there. Yeah. You should you should explain to Stuart what, what Ishin is, like oh, the, yeah. the gist of it. Because it's it's kind of funny. Like the premise is it, it's something only RGG could do. One hundred percent. So <laughs> it's actually I think about this one way more than I thought I would. So Ishin is, they do this thing at RGG where they just decide like, oh, we want to try out new tech or we want to try our hand in like a different kind of story, but they need to keep the realm of like these characters kind of going. Mm -hmm. So, and they usually, well, twice now, when they went from PS2 to PS3, they made uh, like a dragon Kaizen, I think is what it is. And it takes place in like 16... 1600s Japan and you play Miyamoto Musashi but he still looks like Kazuma Kiryu which I think is the <laughs> best part and so then like they recast these historical figures using the faces of the characters from their franchise and even get the same voice actors in and that's cool <laughs> that's, so then that's funny I like that so when they went from PS3 to PS4 they did like a dragon Ishin and this one takes place during the Edo period in Japan, which is like the 1860s. Um, and you play as uh oh, why can't I think he's in the well actually you play as two characters in history who weren't the same person, but he does it. So you play Sakamoto Ryoji? That's probably wrong. Um, but he was a samurai who went up against the Shinsengumi, and then when you get into the Shinsugumi, you take the role of Saito Hajime, who both of these people existed in the real world, and they decided to make him Kiryu. <laughs> um, and so they have, like, their entire cast take place of these characters, and they do their version of history, which is not really history, <laughs> but history adjacent. But you get to play as a samurai, who uses a sword and has a gun, but does not kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the Ninja Turtles. Lethality it's, without the lethality. It's the greatest <laughs> fucking thing ever. I fucking love this franchise so much. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. I, I do. I like. I, well, I love, everything you're describing. I mean, I'm 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 definitely open to it. I, I my last uh, campaign play was uh, the new Modern Warfare campaign, if we could call it that. Um, which was sad because I actually liked Modern Warfare 2's campaign. Like, it wasn't like the greatest thing ever, but I, I'm one of those people. Like, I, I like a dumb, bombastic shooter campaign if it's fun, and like I like Farah and Price in the gang. So it's like, all right, I'm ready for more of that. And I half of it was dropped into like you, they just drop you in a part of a war zone map, and I'm like, find three things. <laughs> okay, well, it hey. makes me sad. Well, in Like a Dragon Ishin, you get companion cards and you can summon a tiger to attack somebody. So, <laughs> well, okay, well, not that. I mean, if you throw Just, a tiger in, you could also uh, have a chicken better. go out and lay eggs that explode and blow up people. Uh, in 
Yakuza Kiwami 2, you get to punch tigers in the face. The franchise just lets you do so much. It's a wonderful. In- and like a dragon, you can summon a crawfish to yes, fight you can. for you. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's wild. All right. Well, to you guys, I could give a strong recommend of RoboCop. Oh, I want to check that out. I'm going to be real. I play that either. For, it is one of those games, if you love RoboCop, there is, a, there is zero reason to not at the very least like the game. I never thought I would be playing a game and then I'm taking just complaints at a desk as robocop and i was just loving every fucking minute of it wait what <laughs> there you there are points in the game you get to just you could straight mikey there there are times they let you just fucking give people tickets because they park next to a fire hydrant you <laughs> i'm not kidding it is the greatest thing like and it's peter weller and peter weller right. did a, a shit ton of dialogue for it i'm buying um, this right now and i would say like honestly I, like Alan Wake, if it hit nails the ending, which it probably will, would probably be my game of the year. But I will say RoboCop is the most fun I've had this year with a game. I I, I think I was sold at RoboCop buying or giving people tickets. That is like <laughs> it's it's so hysterical. I, that is one of the most ridiculous ass things I would have ever expected to put into a RoboCop. Like it, I just let you in around and like shot people and said, drop it like a bunch. You, I mean, there are those moments. I mean, like, oh, that's the other thing, too. You go through people. Like, they give you, there's some other, like, enemies down the line that give a bit more of a challenge. But, like, if you're just going after a street gang, I mean, it, it, it feels like, it, you feel like fucking RoboCop. Like, you're just going through people. But yeah, aim for the balls, right? You, you, there's an achievement for that. <laughs> um, but it just, it feels like, a, like a, just a great RoboCop sequel we never got. I, and it's it just damn. it was very nice like it's not like I, I like for people going in there thinking they're going to be like like if you don't like robocop i could see people just not really loving the game because it is a, like it is a shooter like it's not it doesn't try to be too much more than that but like it has a lot of character interactions and like yeah like i said like you're doing like other police work too which is just funny like and it's like bizarre yeah they have all the like random like they'll do news bulletins with the random fucking commercials like in the original films like it's it it it's crazy to me that we got like a licensed game that sounds like it would have come out of like the early 2000s this is so and it's good. like fucking solid game like i i that i i heard the the same uh god i don't want to mess up who i think it was it is it nacon the company that made robocop rogue i think um they yeah. did like a apparently a, a Terminator game that's really good that I never played. Uh, like Terminator Resistance, I think it's called. But uh Taeon. Uh but man, I if you like Robocop or love Robocop, buy it. I Alright. I also I'm gonna get it. I, be I, love, I love the their like item pack descriptions on the Steam page too. Just because it's like it's so brutally honest and so easy. So you get the Vanguard pack, which gives you the pitch black version of the Auto 9 weapon. Cosmetic. <laughs> and you're like, all right, cool. And then the other one is the blue armor from movie Robocop 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Or you, if you get the Alex Murphy edition, you get the damage armor from first Robocop movie. 
It's oh my gosh. How great. I will give them all the money and get this Alex Murphy edition. But yeah, I, I it's it is so good. And like for anyone that loves Robocop, it's just a treat. And it, and it is like a, it's just like a continuation from the movie. And there's characters like side characters from the movie that I didn't think they would have in there. Like Lewis has a major role in it. It's just awesome. Is do you get to play as Lewis? Uh, you're you're Robocop the whole game. Okay, but you you it's I mean you're never like regretting it. And like Peter Weller does such a I mean he's done a lot of voice work and other things too. Like he did a good job as I think mean, he even did Batman for Dark Knight Returns. But his delivery in it is so good. And he has like that ability to where like sometimes like he can give just enough emotion to show like, hey, Alex Murphy's still in there. And then other times just be so fucked. You can because there are dialogue options for a lot of encounters. So you could just be a completely blunt robot asshole to some people. And it's it's just hysterical. Some of the things he says and you get some of the one liners. It's like I. It was like a tailor made game for me. I, I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. I, and I and, congr- and you know, good on that studio because I, I I know they're not a big studio, but they fucking nailed it. Well, I have purchased it, and I will I I will, I will download it. Do you, at the minimum, like RoboCop? I love RoboCop. Then Man, you should so, be you should be a okay, my friend. The when I was a kid, like RoboCop and Tur- I saw the both pretty young, um, and I remember laughing my ass off when ed 209 fell down the stairs <laughs> in the first Robocop movie. like yeah seeing that as like I, I was way too young watching that film but probably like eight or nine and seeing that happen plus the sounds it makes oh my god stuck with me forever um so from that point on i was like robocop's a fantastic film they also aimed toys like i was marketed robocop as a child because of a toy line which is bonkers <laughs> to me. Um, but I had a bunch of Robocop figures and I had his car. Um, yeah, Robocop was everything to me as a child. It's yeah, well, then I, 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 I think at the very least you'll, you'll get a kick out of the story and just like going around being, <laughs> being Robocop to just random civilians. Hell yeah. That, that makes me so happy. I'm gonna. I'm definitely playing that after I do my daily log into Final Fantasy XIV for a <laughs> stupid deal that I made. <laughs> Hell yeah! No such thing as stupid deals as long as you enjoy what you're doing. Oh, I'm enjoying it so much because it's gonna be so worth. It. We need to play Red Dead soon. <laughs> yes, we do. That would be very, very good. So they, just, uh, they updated their new. Uh... Multiplayer thing. I I am I mean, so late on. in the goddamn game with Red Dead. Speaking I, of Red Dead, speaking of Rockstar. Oh yeah. Oh that's yeah. That's actually a very big thing to talk about. <laughs> that is something to talk about. That's a good point. I mean, is it big news? I don't know. I I think it's so funny. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm excited for GTA Six, but I just love that. Like, to be honest, I've more so than GTA Six. I think the most enjoyment that I've gotten is watching these GTA fans like piece together when the announcement's going to be like Charlie Kelly and that episode of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> where he tries to find a mailman. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's hilarious. Like I think all these fans thought that October 26th, there was going to be an announcement and like 
their reasoning was because of some image that Rockstar tweeted paired with like some random things someone found on like a door in GTA Online or something. <laughs> and of course they were wrong. And it's just it's so funny. To Wasn't me. there something too about there being something on like the moon in the game? Yeah, people thought there was like, yeah. It, like there was it, like a message or something on the moon that was given that was to reveal the date of like the trailer. Yeah, so so it was in the image something. they they posted. It was like it's like some random GTA online image and the moon had like a certain phase that like aligned with some other suggestion is when it would be announced and then it just they didn't reveal the trailer <laughs> that day, you know. So funny I mean, shit like that. I mean at this point, I mean what is it? GTA GTA 5 has been out now how long? 10 years. 10 years. Ten years or over years 10 years now, yeah. Three versions. So it's time. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see, see, see what it's going to be. I mean, yeah, I hope I've seen so. some of the leaks, but, you know, that I'm, was a while ago and that was early footage that they didn't intend to share. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, excited. I'm going to be real. I'm slightly in the like back of my mind. Like, I got to start over GTA Online. That's going to be rough. Well, yeah, I'd be curious to see how that feels how like that's going to happen. Such an infrastructure there that like. Do they let you carry over that character in some way? Because that that would be such a sting. I mean, we've we put I mean, look, I know a lot of people haven't, but a lot of people have. I, I have put way too much time into that multiplayer over the years, whether it be with like you guys or whoever. And I'm just like the thought of starting that over for gta online is just like damn yep <laughs> 10 years is a long fucking time the the one thing i do want like i i love when a studio can do something like this that's just like an announcement on twitter that has fuck all than to say <laughs> hey this is coming. It's just words signed the dude, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and it has, and not only that, but it was like 5.00 AM this morning, our time. So this is 14, 16 hours ago and has 134 million views. What is this on? <laughs> this is on Twitter. Twitter. Right? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, that is it's like crazy. 134 million views, 150,000 quotes, 318,000 reposts, 1.3 million likes, and 43,000 bookmarks. Like, who's like, I'm bookmarking this for future reference? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to remember this. I know that I did this this day. I hit that I, little uh... fucking flag on this one. Like, what? I saw a lot of people being like, oh, it'll be it'll be the game awards. And I don't like, think maybe that so. could be the announcement. But I feel like Rockstar can literally just they can do just whatever they it. want. Randomly, they just randomly it. post it and it'll get like like the trailer on YouTube alone on their official channel will get more views than like everything. Yeah. That game awards does. And like, I mean, that's an exaggeration. But yeah, like Rockstar, just they can do what they want and people also, are going to find it. Having. Uh, um, I'm not, not going to say what I was just about to say. Can you imagine being in that show? 
<laughs> and then like, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> we did all this work to get our game, and like, we're so proud of this trailer to go on the show, and people are going to talk about it, and it's going to be so good. And if they if they haven't already released a trailer, so if it's like December seventh, and you know you're in that show, you're like, oh my god, please just fucking put it up, put it up, so that yeah. we don't have to worry about it tonight. Yeah, <laughs> just, just just get it out there so people can just be like, that was really cool. And then they can just watch the show and wait for our thing. Because if it's not up by that point, you're watching an entire show going, so when's the GTA trailer going to drop? Yeah, everyone in chat is going to be like, GTA 6, GTA 6, GTA 6, GTA 6, GTA 6. And so then when it doesn't show up on that show, it doesn't matter what we saw. Because most people are going to be like, well, we didn't see GTA. Bomber of a show. And then they do it the next day or something like, oh, yeah, by the way, here it is later. Yeah. I mean, I've been like that with Splinter Cell every time I watch one of those things. All the Ubisoft ones. All the Ubisoft like, ones. Right. I'm like, all right, here we go. And then I, at the end of the it every time I'm like, well, we're going to hear the, We're going to hear the night vision sound effect. And then three, three green lights are going to show up. Yep. And I'm going to lose my mind and it doesn't happen. Oh, I got excited one year because I heard the night vision goggles and it was for like a shooter. And I was like, oh. This is just all the oh, franchises yeah. mixed together. And oh, they yeah. played that because I heard those knives. I was like, what? wait, 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 I, I missed something. And uh, yeah, I was I was sad. Splinter saw we miss you very much. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, Mikey, do you want to do you want to take us out of here? You got us here. Oh, oh, I can. Oh, hey, 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 not Ethan. Sorry, not Ethan. I, I feel like I might have even said Mikey. I don't know. It's okay. I kind of, I just okay. kind of dropped and forgot earlier. I don't know. You let I it slip. It. It's fine. I, you can call me Nathan. You can call me not Ethan. You can call me Mikey. Nathan. Nathan. Nathan for us. Nathan. Um, what, whatever you may have decided to call me this day, this week, this month, whenever you happen to be listening to this episode of the Nuclear Fridge, we hope you had a wonderful time as we did. Recording yet another fantastic episode of the Nuclear Fidge. You can reach out to us here on our podcast somehow through uh, Gmail at the Stuart, Nuclear you know the Gmail at gmail.com. Boom. Oh, got I got it. it. He got it. He got um, it. We are also up in our Discord when we remember to check Discord. I say that as well because I also forget to go in there every once in a while. Um, but we can be there. You can find out how to get there in the podcast description, or it is pinned on our Twitter slash X profile. Uh, we love to interact with you all. We want to talk to you. We want to chat to you about the Yakuza franchise, about your least favorite ending to a TV show, and about Alan Wake, because Stuart will never get to beat it, and so we'll never talk about it fully. That all being said, we hope you had a wonderful time, boys. It was wonderful, as always. Thank you so much for having me be here to be not Ethan Padgett this week. And, Maddie, we miss you. Can't wait to have you back. That's all. <laughs> Hope you have a good one. <laughs> and enjoy a cold one from the nuclear fridge. <laughs>